The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. I'm Dan Roth, Editor-in-Chief here at LinkedIn, and welcome to This Is Working, a show where I talk with people who have an outsized impact on our world. My 20s were great, right? I mean, I was on the top of the world and arrogant. I mean, I mean, arrogant because I was successful and I already had children and I already had money and, you know, and I was pretty and I had fun and all of that. It was so I always thought I thought I would retire by the time I was 30. And actually, I sold my company. I was 33. That's Diane von Furstenberg, the woman behind the iconic fashion house. You might know her better as DVF. She often goes by that. She revolutionized fashion when she introduced her classic wrap dress almost 50 years ago, and you can still see people wearing that exact same design on the streets today. Von Furstenberg has described her career in three phases. There was the American dream, then the comeback kid, and finally the new era. And when you look at her career today, it's easy to assume that it was just a straight progression up. But that is far from the case. There was a ton of drama behind the scenes. Things didn't always go as they seemed. She left fashion for a while and came back to it. This episode here, what I thought was a really fascinating conversation with Diane as she walks me through her life and career and what she's learned about business along the way. One note about where we tape this interview, you can't see this in the podcast, but we taped this back in 2017 in her office, which was the most colorful room I think I've ever been in in my life. I've been in a lot of CEOs' offices and boardrooms, and they are almost always some shade of gray. Diane's was all color. There were even Andy Warhol prints of her on the wall. Never seen that before. She was just as colorful in person and was so easily able to reveal why she does what she does and what she wants to achieve, and not just that, but what she wants all women to achieve. She's reached a stage in her life where she is going beyond just thinking about her own company and her own career, but how to have a huge influence on the careers of others. And stay tuned after the credits to hear some outtakes about Diane's writing process for her 2014 memoir called The Woman I Wanted to Be. By the way, great book. Highly recommend reading it. All right, here's Diane von Furstenberg. Thank you very much for joining us today. I want to talk a little bit about where you currently are with your with your business and, as you and think about your life legacy in and your life, your life in general. Well, um, you know, I was very lucky because I came from Europe many, many years ago, and I was I really lived an American dream with a little dress, and uh, I made the, I turned it into a big business, and and uh, then I had a second generation. And I guess that now I'm at the stage of my life in which I am starting my third act. So what what is this third act? Well, in a sense, on the business side is to be able to bring in people and talent that will take it on, you know, and will make it last and make it relevant for now. So I... Um, I find myself that I am at a moment in which I have, over the years, I accumulate, I have a voice, you know, because I've been out there with women for decades and decades, understanding women, as I was myself becoming the woman I wanted to be, making them 
be the woman they want to be. So now I really want to use my voice and I want to use my experience and my wisdom for, for people who have no voice or <clears throat> take people with a voice and bring it down and kind of weave this fabric of experience. And, because at the end, you know, um, I became the woman I wanted to be and I want every woman to be the woman they want to be. And they could, you know, through my work and, my, and the design of the company, they can do it by buying beautiful things. And what I would like to do is help them to be that without them having to buy anything, really. And um, so the mentoring side of, 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 of my life today is what really gives me a lot of satisfaction and a lot of pleasure. So it's the mentoring, the voice, using the voice, and of course the philanthropy. It's actually very nice and very pleasant, and it's just the beginning now. And, and I really have so much work to do, and I, 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 you know, I want to be able to use the impact that I have had with women, you know, on women over the years, and, and being able to use it in, in, in a way that is structured and, and is intelligent and that is effective. So I'm kind of looking forward to this. So do you look forward to it enough that you don't feel like you have to be involved in everything that's going on? I right? own the company and I'm the founder. So I get, you know, I will always be involved. Even when I will not be there, I will still be involved. So, but I'm very excited in the new work that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be doing. And I'm going to do a lot of mentoring and a lot of speaking engagement and get back the feed from women. Because you see, I have never met a woman who is not strong. They don't exist. All women are strong. But sometimes it's a brother or a husband or a religion or circumstances. And very often it's just themselves, mm -hmm. women themselves who are, um, who don't want to show their strength too much. They want, you know, maybe it's not sexy or maybe they want to make the man feel so big and so important. And that's all good. But what women have a tendency to do that is when, when they don't want to show their strength so much, which is fine, but then sometimes they have a tendency to forget that they're strong. And then in case of a tragedy, it's always the woman who takes over. It's always the woman who comes in and, you know. So my, my kind of um, advice is make sure that you use your strength before the, the tragedy. You're very candid about how you've grown your businesses, about times that have been of great growth, real strength, and times that have been disastrous and not gone well. Um, one of the things you've talked a lot about is this idea of always growing, going on to the next thing, and not necessarily thinking, what's the right path to grow? How do I make sure I'm on, that, that should my company be bigger than we necessarily are right now? I'm wondering, as you go down to this, as you go on the mentoring phase, how are you making sure that you are applying your voice wisely? Are you thinking about, you can't reach every woman. How are you making sure you're reaching the right women or that you're reaching them in a scalable way? I don't know that. I don't, I have not, I mean, I haven't really even done my business plan yet mm -hmm. about this 
new third act. You know, not the business plan, but I haven't. But now we have social media. I mean, and social media has changed everything. I mean, here you are in LinkedIn, you know, and you have this enormous community of hundreds of millions of people, all people of a certain, you know, education and people who are, you know, part of the world or, you know, it's a great recruiting site where you can find jobs or you can find opportunity. So all of a sudden this is a country, you know, and uh, so I am very interested in in this, what we are doing now that I am talking to you and I'm creating a platform and that uh, I, I can talk to that platform and I can share not just my experiences, my knowledge, but also give a voice to other people, other people who do great things. I am very lucky to be invited everywhere and, and going everywhere and traveling everywhere and to be able to share what I see and share, you know, you see a young artist or you see, to be able to share that with the world is just an extraordinary uh, opportunity. So I am actually looking for that. Talk to me, if you would, about how you listen to women, how you think about whether you're making an impact or not. What do you, how do you measure success? Oh, I mean, you know, it's not about success. It's just about oh, inspiring people. You know, we, I mean, the, one of the biggest thing with women is that we tend to be insecure. We t I'm sure men tend to, be, uh, tend to be insecure too, but it, it translates in a different way. But women get insecure, uh, all of us. I mean, you know, so many days I wake up and I just feel like a total loser. Now, in most people's eyes, they won't look at me as a loser, right? I'm right. the woman across the room and I look so cool and together and know everything. And that's the way they see me. And I am that. But that doesn't mean that I feel like that all the time. And the same way as I am the woman across the room, I look at the other woman across the room and I think, oh my God, she's so together, right? Mm -hmm. So is to be able to be, the way I think that I reach women is by, because I am totally honest, right? And therefore, by being totally honest and by sharing your vulnerabilities and sharing your whatever, you allow everybody to feel, oh, you know, it's okay, you know, it's, um, and of course I'm much, much older and I've lived so fully that I should be 150, uh, you know, because my life has been so full and continues to be full. So, and I want to share, for example, the most wonderful thing about me is that really, really early on, I realized that the most important relationship in life is the one you have with yourself, mm -hmm. right? Once you realize that, it's you understand how important it is to work at your relationship with yourself and and therefore to be completely honest and honest and not delusional and hard and demanding but also loving because no matter where you go you know that you will always be with yourself when you were in your 40s you you had sold your company you were really struggling with I actually sold my company when I was 33 33 right you started so a new one I, I started my my 20s were great right I mean I was on the top of the world and arrogant I mean 
I mean, arrogant because I was successful and I already had children and I already had money and, you know, and I was pretty and I had fun and all of that. It was, so I always thought, I thought I would retire by the time I was 30. And actually I sold my company, I was 33. And, uh, and then, and then I did something else. I had a, a publishing house and I lived in Paris, blah, blah, blah. And then I came back in my, in my 40s, mid 40s. And that, those were the hard times because I had lost my company. Right. And with losing my company, I'd lost a lot of my own identity. And so those were the hard years and I couldn't express myself and I got sick and blah, blah, blah. I was wondering if you talk about the idea of your identity being tied to your company. Yes, I think what I will say is that it is really important for women to have children or to have a family. But it is equally important for women to have an identity outside the home. That is crucially important. And, and yes, it is true that the identity that we make through our work becomes so much a part of who we are. And by not having that, and, and especially in my case, it was my name and it was my, all of that, I, I, you know, I was a little off for a while. And then I, and I felt like a has-been. And then I had a good idea, and then I felt like I went from being a has-been to being a pioneer again. And I had another wave of success. And, and life is a journey, you know? I mean, it's like, it, it, it doesn't, it's not always sunny. You know, it rains, and it's sunny, and it's windy, and it's cold, and there are mountains, and there are lakes, and there are rivers. You know, it's, it's and... Uh, and you just have to ride it and do the best you can. And, and often when you are very much at the peak of your success, people think, uh, you know, you're at the peak of your success and everybody acclaims you. You actually know inside that things aren't so good. Mm -hmm. And the same way, sometimes people think you are through and you're over and you're a failure, but you already know you are making it back. So... Um, but how, how did you come back from a situation where so many people, when they get into this trough and they say, I've lost my identity, maybe I've lost my job, and they don't see this path forward, or they don't realize there are doors there. How do you counsel well, people like that? I think that the most important thing in good time and in bad time is to absolutely face the truth hmm. and not be delusional. And by facing the truth, okay, well, this is what happened. It's not so great, and what can I do now? And then you find another path and another door and another, and another person or something, and you, and you start something fresh. And maybe that thing was the greatest thing that could have happened, and then you don't even remember that it started with a failure. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors, I'm Lars Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast. 
Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. think back to the many doors that you've forced open or that have been open for you, is there one in particular that you think this well, is the one I that started it? Well, I always say when I, when I talk to young women, you know, some women know, I want to be an, a doctor, I study to be a doctor always, or I want to be a violinist or an actress. Some people have a vocation and they know that from early on. But most people don't have a vocation. They're not quite sure what they want to do. And I, oh, I, in my case, I didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew the kind of woman I wanted to be. I wanted to be independent. I wanted to be in charge of my life. I wanted to be able to pay my bills, right? So that was my motivation. How I would get there, I did not know. So that's when I say there are all these doors, you know, and I pushed one door and it was this Italian manufacturer uh, who had a factory and and uh, he had a printing factory and it certainly was not the most glamorous doors I could push, but I did that and 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 now I owe everything I know, everything I've done, I owe it to this man and what I learned there. So you have to be very. I think the most another thing that is so important is to always be very open, and and being open means pay attention. Pay attention to people who you think have no interest. Hmm. Uh, they may be, you know, there's nobody that's boring if you actually pay attention. And you can learn from everyone and you can, you know, and then it's the network of life. I mean, this is what LinkedIn is. It's a huge network, you know, and you get to meet people and listen and listen to their things. And, and you know, it's, it's just, you know, for example, I have a little game I play with myself, which is, um, I tried the first email every do I, I do every morning is something that doesn't benefit me, right? So I may introduce you to this person, and I don't have to speak, I don't have to leave a message. I could do it all through email by connecting these people, and I could change one person's life with so little effort. But that's the beauty of. You know, generosity is, 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 doesn't have to be always about giving money. It's just paying attention to others and, and trying to solve people's problems, introduce people. Introduction is so important. And again, this is what LinkedIn is. It's sure. all about introduction. Right. You must have people coming to you all the time saying, I want to be like you. I want my career. The people who are career mo motivated saying, I want to, how do I grow up to be you? What kind of advice do you give to young Well, people? first of all, I was, you know, I was not, I, I, I have great intuition and I understood, I made this little dress that, I mean, I understand women and so, I, I'm, I have, I'm, I'm very good at intuition and I'm very good at coming up with solution and what people want because 
I want I want it all and all the time. And so, you know, if you want it all all the time, you have to be super organized and super practical. And you know, um, but I am I don't I'm a not a good manager for sure. And I never did a business plan, which I should have done. I mean, there's a lot of things that I should have done that. I did not do. But you were so successful without doing it. Why Why should you have done them? Well, because I would have been more successful. You know, I wouldn't have had all the ups and downs or whatever. But I have the characteristics of a founder, you know? Mm -hmm. Founders and inventors, they're not always able to, they're not managers, you know? So would you tell someone then, go to business school? Is that, a, is that advice you would give? Uh, I would give, I would say... Yes, I would say try to have a business plan. I could say it that way, which is a very dry and a very, you know, business-like uh, way. Or I could say it like my Tai Chi teacher tells me, which is if you focus on your power, you either get hurt or you fail. If you focus on your energy, you stagnate. But if you spend a lot of time on your intention and think about it and give time to your intention, you will have the energy and the power. As you think about your intention for creating a legacy for your business, are there other companies or other brands you look to as models? I think that every brand has a different story mm -hmm. because of, of its founder and because of how it started. In my case, it's, it's very much of a woman's point of view is giving women what they want, allowing women to be the woman they want to be. The legacy, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard for me to say what legacy I'm leaving, but I, I, I'm hoping that the legacy that I will leave both through my business, my brand, and anything I do after is to have told women or that they can be the women they, they want to be, either by buying beautiful, colorful clothes or by just using their own strength. Well, I think it's really interesting that you focus on this idea of saying you can be strong without buying anything. How did you reach the point where you were comfortable with saying you can do something without actually helping my business? No, because, I mean, it's clear that, I mean, my business is, is being, is, and building a brand is providing things that, um, you know, fashion and accessories that, that women are going to respond to and they're going to love. But the truth is that even more important that what you put outside is how you feel inside. It is true that a beautiful dress will make you feel good inside. But think of it, if you have it all inside, then it's even better. Over the years, you've met a lot of women who have been through tremendous struggles, who have had really difficult experiences that they've overcome. Anyone in particular that has left a, a large impact on you? You know, I, the, the, probably the women that I have been most impressed with are the women who are, if I give you the, your name, they, they, you won't know who they are. They are the women that I work with either through the Vital Voices Network or women who who I have given awards, the DVF awards. They are women who are, who are so strong. I mean, they had the strength 
and the courage, you know, the, the courage to fight and, and the strength to survive. And, and then after that, they also had the leadership to guide and to inspire. And that, I think, is what is so amazing when you meet these incredible women. They lived misery, they, you know, just like my mother. She went through horrible, horrible, but she survived. And, and, and then, she, with, you know, with surviving, she helped others, mm -hmm. you know. And, and so it's this wonderful weave again, you know, and you make a fabric of strength. And I think that um, that is what we can do for ourselves first and for others after. Yeah, you talked about that as creating a dynasty, that if you can help someone, they then go on and help well, others. Well, if you save one person, you save a dynasty because behind them, they make many children. Diane, thank you very much. Thank really you. appreciate it. All right, that was Diane von Furstenberg. If you liked what you heard, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It helps new listeners find the show. Also, share what you liked about the show using the hashtag ThisIsWorking. You can follow me on LinkedIn and you'll get my newsletter, also called This Is Working. I'm Dan Roth. Thanks for listening. This Is Working is produced by me, Laura Sim, with mixing by Joe DeGiorgi. Dave Pond is our technical director. Florencia Iriondo is head of original video and audio. See you next week. That was great. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Um, I thought your book was phenomenal. Really, okay, I, I could so see open. that you read it. Oh, I enjoyed it. I was reading it to my wife, and I was like, "Listen to this part." She's like, "Enough." Um, it what was. What did you uh, like most? Uh, well, I liked how open you were. I thought that. What? I thought I, I loved the last section on the on on the business transition, on the three eras. You know, the comeback kid. And the, the truth dream. is that while I was writing the three, that's why I stopped. It's very hard to write about the present because the present is still changing. And by the way, I was not going the right direction. So, so that's why I stopped at the exhibition, because then it stops with something. Which part did you write first? What do you mean? Did you write the, the way that I read the book? Is that the order that you wrote it in? No. That I, what I did, what I had, I wrote the book, but I, I was working with a woman who is great and who created the architecture. So I spoke and spoke and spoke and spoke, and then she created the architecture, and then I wrote on top of the architecture. Very That's smart. That's what, because I, could, I don't know that I could have done, you know, you go in, and then you go out, and then you find those people right. again. Well, it was terrific.